Yo, welcome to another edition of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve-O Steve, and I got my brethren with me. Blood clot brethren, Tommy T. And G's back, y'all. G's back. Back in this thing. G is not silent anymore. We ain't no more lasagna, so you keep that over there. <laughs> uh, Uh, So today's episode, man, we got an episode for y'all. First off, shouts to everybody out there uh, having a good time because I'm not. I'm in the house. Uh, Y'all be careful down there in Miami. But we are having a great time because this week's episode, we talking about the Netflix documentary, Big I Got a Story to Tell. If y'all haven't seen it, it's a spoiler alert because we've been talking all about it. Spoiler, also, spoiler, spoiler. I always want absolutely. <laughs> also, we talking about this recent verses with Ghostface Killer and Ray Kwan, as well as bringing you the news with well, it probably be with me today. Does. So y'all got a substitution. Yeah. <laughs> and we got what's in your speakers with none other than. G, of course. So, without further ado, please, 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 if you're catching us on YouTube, hey, there's a bell there. Hit it. Don't hit your computer screen, because I ain't paying for your computer screen, but hit it. Subscribe first. Hit it. Yeah, hit subscribe. And then, after that, if you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform, please, please, please subscribe so that you can get everything we got coming new. We got so much stuff in the works. We got interviews coming back. I know y'all love the interviews. We got interviews coming back next week. Next week, the 30th, we Bang got Tyke T. Tyke T. And then we got more interviews to come. Man. They might got a, a yeah. 30 for 30, actually. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wow. See? Hey, it's just meant to be. So uh, next week, we got Tyke T. And then after that, we also got some new stuff coming. We are working on trying to do these video reviews for y'all. So that'll be in the works as well as checking us out on the other podcast we got like August Love Story and uh, our other one that we got. Yeah, let's, let's discuss. discuss. So absolutely. So and check us more. out. We got everything <laughs> coming from 3 Amp Media as well as Mother's Milk. That's a new one. So yep. get ready yep. for that one. That's coming too. Um, absolutely. So with the album like like three six at the end of a three six album. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. We got little chat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we gotta we gotta throw one out there that's that never comes out though. Man, what <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. We gotta throw one it's, out it's, there that never comes out. Choices yeah, the movies. <laughs> Two, two, <laughs> two coming. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. We did the first ever movie, the first ever movie shot in the city of Memphis. We got you coming. We got it coming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Here we come. <laughs> oh, dude. So, man, please like, please like, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, like we always say, enjoy. Yeah. So, hey, let's get hey. into it. What's up, fellas? How was y'all week? Man, the week was Bruh. a week. Bruh. A week. I was on spring I think break. G had a busy week. week. Were you? No, I was on spring break. So it was it was awesome, honestly. <laughs> it was great. I got I did get a lot of shit done. It was a busy week, but it was just great to not have to go to work. To yeah. to be able to get things like life things done instead of work things done. Yeah. 
Like we went and got houses and some tires. There uh, you go. We got a chance to go to the damn grocery store for real. We took Prince to go get his uh booster shot <laughs> for his damn uh vaccines. We went and got our first shots for our vaccines. Uh, like, bro, you, we, uh, we did a lot. Did you have uh any symptoms? Not symptoms, nah. but uh, what mm-hmm. they call after effects or something like that. The only thing was uh, my arm was sore. Yeah, like for two days. And like, if I touch it right mm-hmm. now, I can still kind of feel it, but yeah. it's not shit now. Like yeah. when it, the first two days, it was like this right here that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm good. Yeah. And we got to go back uh, at the beginning of April to get the second dose. But we got gotcha. our first one so far, man. So I'm excited about that. On Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That should be interesting. Like, she was talking to her cousin, I believe, and she was like, um, they had some symptoms. My mom said her, only her arm hurt it. Okay. Um, And she did the uh, Johnson Johnson one um, and stuff. The one dose. dose, That's the one dose, yeah. 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 I was (laughs) like, you ready to go, ain't it? She was like, you know it. But now, so I take it, um, folks just showing up now because y'all learn, y'all learn in healthcare or is, who's in healthcare or teaching now? Both no, of us, since we work only in the schools, you talking about uh, yeah. Yeah. Tommy now, yeah, Tommy, no, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Doing it. yeah, <laughs> man. They said we read it like they sent the email out, so you know, hmm. I don't know, bro. I just don't ask questions about that, man. Dr. Dr. Artika mom said it was cool, so I was like, all right, cool, but. That's true, because I did see Word. something the other day that said, um, like, it specifically in the state of Tennessee, and this yeah. was from Fox 13, they said uh, the first week of April, everybody who's an adult is eligible to get one. Yeah. So okay. they, they yeah. also yeah. was, uh, Biden was saying that by, by May, mm-hmm. every adult should be able to go get vaccinated and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, it some states that's open it all the way up. And I gave my phone to my wife, and she was like, "All right, we going Wednesday. All right, cool, bet. <laughs> <laughs> Ask no questions. There you go. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Steve, what about y'all, no, man? Hey, y'all got vaccinated, or y'all plan on doing it, or we can't, <laughs> we can't tell, you know, until it's our turn to take it. So uh, uh, that's what G was just saying in the state of Tennessee. Uh, but y'all uh, playing too, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we should be fine. Get up my home, it. A couple of my homies got it. So, yeah. people, people, hey, uh, people fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, we yeah. plan to do it as well. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, mean, I need to make a correction. I said uh, Tight T got a 30 for 30 mixtape. That's wrong. It was called the 30 day mixtape. Uh, I fucked that up. And that's my bad. So when you come on the show, if you listen to this episode, if you're listening right now, Tyke T, prepare yourself for your episode. My bad, nigga. Damn. Because uh, I know you're probably like, that ain't the name of my shit. And here you go. Two minutes later, and I already corrected myself. Look right, at that. Right, Correct. Yeah. There you go. I fuck with See? you like that, for real. We own it. Correction. Absolutely. Man. 30, 30, 30 days, 30, 30, 30 days, and 30 nights. That's what the nigga said on there. See, I was, I know what I'm talking about, nigga. I'm still talking <laughs> yeah, to you. I'm still talking to this nigga. I don't know. He's going to be like, oh, damn, Greg really held it down for a nigga. Like, yes, yeah. nigga. I don't be playing. <clears throat> All right. Anyways, let's go and jump into this. I'm going to stop talking to Tyke T until next week. And uh, 
Let's jump into what's been in your speakers, man. Um, I just keep getting worse and worse, progressively worse, bro, as far as like listening to a lot of stuff. But I, I what mm-hmm. I've been doing is I've been honing in on shit. Um, so like this past gotcha. week, what I was honing in on was uh Chica, because she had dropped, I think, the week prior. Yeah. And she dropped uh what's it, once upon a time? Once upon a time. Yeah. Bro, this shit is fire. It like, is mm-hmm. shit is fire. It's cool because it's like a little concept tape. Cause like even the song names go with that once upon a time. It starts mm-hmm. with fairy tales. You go to Hickory Dickory, you mm-hmm. got Cinderella part one and part two. Now then mm-hmm. it kind of change up because then it's friends with benefits and then save you. Um, but it's a cool concept, nice tape. Uh I was listening to it in the car with Allison and she was like, Oh, she can sing and rap. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, bro, she do everything. Like she's yeah. cold for no reason. Don't make no sense. Um, and there's some cold ass vibes on there, man. She got BJ, the Chicago kid on there, which I think of him as just like he like the sauce you add on shit sometimes. Bro, I was gonna mm-hmm. say that, bro. Like his his music himself is only a, a handful of songs that I like, but mm-hmm. every song that he's featured on is fire. It's fire. <laughs> <laughs> like every song I've heard of him featured fire. on is fire, yes. man. I was like, goodness, man. Yes, they might jump on there and do his thing. He's yeah. worked with Crit. He's worked with uh, Solange. He done worked with a bunch of folks. And like every time I hear him get on there, because he just got a very distinct mm-hmm. soulful voice. Yeah. He come on there and throw that little soul on there. And you be like, yeah, see, see. <laughs> you can set the mood and shit. It's, it's kind of like how uh, people use the dream sometimes on yeah. songs. Like Kanye yeah. uses the dream that way mm-hmm. to just kind of like pepper in just a little bit of that feel right quick. Yeah. Or like how he be using uh, Charlie Wilson. He do the same thing yeah. with him too. Definitely. Just kind of throw him in there for a second just to kind of let you know and then he move him out of the way. Look, let me sprinkle a little <laughs> sauce on this. <laughs> That's a trip though. That's some real conductor type shit. It is. Like, I'm just going to sprinkle some Charlie Wilson on you. <laughs> and then come back to it. But yeah, I listened to Chica um, and then I listened to, I started to listen to, I ain't got through it all the way yet. Um, Ice Cube album, The Predator. Um, I was listening to a series XM and they had played Today Was a Good Day. And so I was like, I never really checked out the whole Predator album before. So I'm gonna actually go check that out. And I'm like maybe three or four songs in. And so far it's it's cool. I didn't realize it was so like politically charged, mm-hmm. but uh it's definitely a very politically and racially charged album so far. And I'm just like excited to see where it's gonna go from there. Yeah. But outside of listening to my own shit, uh Honey is greater than vinegar too. That's all I listened to pretty much this last week or so. Um, that wasn't just like shuffle type shit. Yeah. But what you been listening to, uh Steve? What you been listening to this past week? All right, man. This past week, um man, this past week, I'm actually not, don't have that much as well, but right, this uh, nigga finna come with twenty songs, twenty nope. albums. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm really not, and then uh, five <laughs> songs to act <laughs> and an EP. Uh, right? <laughs> that, that ain't a lot for me. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> hey, but uh, nah, man. Back on that little Migo man, that king of the trap. Yo, CMG got something with Holmes. Uh, seeing, I was thinking about it. I was talking to my homie Jody, and we was like, "Man, between you know, between ten seventeen and CMG, 
They probably got the hardest roster. Now, mm-hmm. I, I mean, well, that's hardest Memphis. roster out the South. That's Memphis, um, Memphis man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like straight Memphis, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you yeah. think about it, it's completely Memphis uh, all the way. Uh, the only thing is, um, I don't know the relationship between Gotti and, and, and Gucci. They, I don't think they really rock with each other since the whole incident a while back. But, I mean, I don't think that stopped anything because you do see Moneybag Yo on a couple tracks with, mm-hmm. you know, Fuji, Fujiano and, and Pooh Shicey. So, uh, but Lil Migo... And I, I know Tommy got on it uh, eventually, and he saw what I was talking about. But little Migo, man, I'm definitely enjoying. Like what he got on here is is pretty hard. Uh, I still say the features. It's just really black youngster and and rich the kid. That's I saw, I saw like when I listened to it, I, I was like, okay, I get what he's saying. <laughs> I, I get like, it. Uh, but I listened to I it still, twice too. Oh yeah, I'm bumming it for a good minute. Uh, that's really why I didn't get to too much too much of uh, anything else um yep. but from there i hopped on I, I hopped back in the time machine i went back i went to uh gangster music little boost and webby um mm. one of my favorite mm. is it was a mixtape at the time but one of my favorite mixtapes from them too which was that gangster music which had man swerve was probably one of my like swerve, swerve show your tattoos <laughs> um hustling man this was it was solid and it was just it was one of those it wasn't my first introduction to Boosie. It was my mm-hmm. first introduction to Webby, yeah. but it wasn't my first introduction to Boosie. But this is like one of my favorite. This is just a hood classic tape that I probably bump forever. Um so that's that's that on that. Uh from there I got on I got on Giovanni. No, not Giovanni, Javon. <laughs> I be screwing his name up all the time. I want to call him different stuff. Uh, Givon, G-I-V-E-O-N. Giveon. Giveon. Okay, my bad. (laughs) I be butchering his name. Uh, (laughs) uh, When it's all said and done, take time. He dropped that. uh, uh, Yeah, he dropped that Friday. And um, man, I enjoy it. I like him. Yeah, he's just good. He's solid, you know. Nothing too, it's not too over the top, but it's not mm-hmm. too, you know what I'm saying, under. It's like just right there, he fit right in his pocket. And I can't wait to see what he goes from from here. So, yeah. um, I don't have like, he got too. yeah, exactly. So, it's gonna be interesting. I think he got a hopefully he can he can stick around in the RB. You know, RB is kind of weird, they got a weird shelf life. They come out, they dope, and then they just disappear. Um, mm-hmm. so but I hope be, he can it's because like the whole RB, I feel like it's changing. like r and isn't R&B like when it was when we were growing up. Nah, yeah. it wasn't. You know, That's niggas true. are just singing about shooting and selling drugs and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and stuff. That's it. That And that's considered Yeah. I, and feel, I feel like, like niggas that's considered like R&B. Akon and Lloyd <laughs> and shit like that. Hey, yeah. but I like Lloyd though. Lloyd, when he when he sang the song he needed the song, he was like, Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about, Lord. Uh so I'm hoping that, you know what I'm saying? But it looks like RB is taking that turn back to where it needs mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Uh especially because, you know, a lot of these RB artists aren't rapping anymore, which thank you. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I give it, it to Chris Brown and uh Chris Brown's an exception. Chris Brown know. and Trey Songs. Trey Songs. Yeah, Trey Songs will do it too. Look, I'm still not talking about Trey Songs. Oh, yeah, I he need to get his life together. Like, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> but yeah. uh yeah, Trey Songs, you know, it, it was like you got some people who actually like Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it sounds good. So I'm fine with it. But some other folks just sing, stick to that, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was that soulful stuff. My God. Um all right, from there I went to another album, another RB album, Sailing Souls with Janae Eichel. I see I hear you out there, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Look here. I listened to this thing twice. I gave it a chance, but the first time I listened to it, I was falling asleep to it. This yeah. is sleepy time music, bro. Yeah. Period. I'm just Damn. Right, I, you gotta I'm hear sorry, did you what did you had you ever listened to Sell Out? No. Sell out mm-hmm. is better than selling souls to me. Okay, I go back to that. <laughs> yeah, then. check that one out. I go back to that because this right here, like on the second and third, well, it was kind of uh, two and a half because I just was like, I can't do it no more. Yeah. Uh, on that kind of second and third, I can see what, okay, I can see the difference between a couple songs, but mm-hmm. other than that, man, I was getting sleepy. <laughs> uh, I just I just was getting sleepy. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Another by music, bro. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. <laughs> but uh, that that doesn't take away from her as an artist. Cause I know she got some good stuff that I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. It just this yeah. particular thing was that twenty eighty eight uh, album she did with Big Sean was really good though. Mm-hmm. I absolutely. Shalombo wasn't um, bad, but it just sounded like one long track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go um, ahead, man. I'm sorry. From there, are you good? <laughs> from Y'all there, so <laughs> from there, my boy came with something. It was tough, tough, tough. And look here, Benny the Butcher, bro. I already knew it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is, all I'm gonna say is that, hey. And he got some period. Just just leave it at that. Cause man, it's tough. I ain't have to I you know what? As I was listening, that's the only thing that got me off the little Migo was the Benny the Butcher. So mm-hmm. as I was listening, you know who I thought of? I thought of uh I thought of Pusha T. I was like, man, Benny yeah. is the new Pusha T. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I think he, and I don't mean that in no disrespectful way, because Benny's going to be Benny. He's going to solidify his, you know what I'm saying, his spot. But yeah. I'm just saying as far as giving us that vivid mm-hmm. cocaine, drug, robbery scenery where you can just sit there and be like, wow, like, yeah, I can see yeah, all that. I I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Because I get, um, I get Grand Theft Auto, um, Vice City. Vibes from both of them niggas. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Hey, play that while playing that game or any other uh, shooting game. Somebody needs to do that. Somebody needs to like make the game and make that the soundtrack in the yeah. game. Like Just I need to be able to drive the little cars and, and shit and that be coming on. Yeah. Bruh, do that shit. Just put hey, just put Benny and push and we good. <laughs> do the whole thing. Put a little current, sprinkle some currency in there. Man, uh, you gotta put yeah, somebody from Miami, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, you us, gotta have some Miami, some Ross or something in there. Yeah, yeah. Let, let us do this. Let us do the video game soundtrack. How can I sign up for that? Like, I don't know. gotta like, get, gotta show get me with the, go. uh, the developer. Uh, I ain't played Grand Theft Auto in so long, bro. I, I have, man. I have five, and well, I, I got Vice City on my phone. Do you? Oh, the shit. whole game is on my phone. There you go, man. See, 
San Andreas yeah, was the last one I actually played. Yeah, I think San Andreas was the last one I uh, beat. But I'm thinking about hopping back on there because it's fun. And if you hop on, like, bro, I got on there and then somebody was like, man, come join my, my little crew or whatnot. I was, it was like my second day playing it. And I'm like, <laughs> on your crew. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Hey, that's funny. They, the funny part is they noticed that you was new. Yeah. Like, that's how you know how advanced it's gotten and how long yeah. it's been out. Cause yeah. somebody around me was like, hey, like I was like, down bro, with the like gang. What, are y'all, what are y'all talking about? And bro, like, like they sitting out here doing dumb stuff like robbing banks. <laughs> that's what I was like, are you serious? This is what we doing here. <laughs> that's what it's I for. Do. I just kind of want to do the missions. <laughs> hey, look, hey, get on Tony, get on Tony Baker's uh Instagram and watch him play Grand Theft Auto. He plays it, bro. We yeah. like I'm look, I yeah. was thinking about it, man. They just run up and they just be fighting. <laughs> I see one of them, bro. I see one of them, bro. It'd be hilarious, man, because he's like an old man on it. Yeah. So it's, it, hey, it's funny. It's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I need to get on the video game soundtrack. I think I'll make it amazing. So we're gonna figure that out. Um, yeah. from that Benny the Butcher, man. I man, I wanted to hear something because I was like, all right, I, I try to get away from like clicking on the first thing I see on Apple Music because you know it'd be like the newest, the most popular thing be the first thing. So I scrolled down through some of the music, you know, the the albums that dropped and I came across Tokyo Jets album, Cancel Culture. And I was like, oh, I like Tokyo Jets. I didn't know she was going to drop anything, but boom. Uh, if y'all know who Tokyo Jets is, she is uh, one of the females on Grand Hustle. Hey, look here. This Tokyo Jets, it's solid. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. It's pretty good. Um, so if y'all have a chance, man, go check out Cancel Culture, Tokyo Jets. Uh, she got a couple, man. She got she got some bangers on there. She got some some stuff for the ladies. Um, check out Know the Rules with Tip on it. Uh, she got one W Y T D with Tootsie Tootsie Tootsie, whatever his name is. Uh, T O O S I I, and uh, she got one with uh when we ride with Kevin Gates. Uh, but but man. Hop on there and give it a chance. You know, like I encourage everybody, if you, you know, have a chance, instead of listening to like the first three albums you see on Apple Music, like kind of scroll down through everything else that come out because you might come across something that's actually pretty good. It's just not, you know, at the top of everybody's list. Um, From there, I hopped on Mystical, Unpredictable. And I uh, see that coming. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was. I, I forgot what it was. It, it was like Friday, and we was feeling good, and we was about to uh, go somewhere. And me and my daughter was uh, dancing around the house, and I put on some mystical, and I just kind of felt good. And we were just tripping out on unpredictable because unpredictable got some mystical is is, is amazing. Uh, he got a question for y'all about too, mystical, bro. right? Huh? I got a question for y'all about mystical because I was thinking about him the other day and uh I, I think danger was on in the car yeah. and um <clears throat> I was like bro I don't know of any other artist who has a style like mystical like who else does this where it's, it's where it is like so unpredictable uh, I think the closest thing I can think of is young Dolph with how he kind of he'll elevate and crescendo with he, with his rhymes a lot 
where mm-hmm. he'll just be talking the next thing you know he'd be like yelling at you and you'd be like why is he yelling <laughs> but like I think that's, that's the kind only of person <laughs> yeah that's the only person I can think of that does stuff like that where outside of mystical mystical is the only person I can think of who raps like that where he yeah. just be like bursts of energy at you for no reason you just be like damn nigga you gonna scare me I can't think of nobody. The person I would say would be Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. That's person. the other, yeah. that's the other yeah. person that kind of fits in that. Especially the the old Buster. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think the newer Buster is like, he's a lot more like even killed. Even killed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like in the in the past, he still yeah, got it though. He still got it because that's all oh, he did with uh Chris Brown and uh Lil Wayne. What's the name of that freaking song, man? That's uh, I forgot. Dude, dude. Look at me now. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he, but he, even he, on there though, he rapping yeah, fast, just, but it's still like very like yeah, smooth. I guess, yeah. I guess you're right. I, I think I would, mystical shit I always be like, nigga. If you down. see me with a bear, nigga, <laughs> help the bear. Like, yeah, yeah. Bro, I would say. I would say you have to go back to like like that old, like you said, that old um. That old buster, like on give me some more. Give like where mm-hmm. you niggas want your wives? Give me some give more. Some Anyways, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going in from there. So it is, yeah, it is is that is just a I think, yeah, the older, older buster. But yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, because mystical the trip. <laughs> <laughs> like, think, about, think about shake your ass, the song Shake Your Ass. Yeah. yeah. Like that nigga just screaming. Screaming the whole time. Yeah. Hope this indeed was supposed to make you do something with me. Don't die, girl. Pick up me. Hey, that's true. Show me what you're working with. Like, come on, bro. Oh man, that's too funny, man. Definitely. He got an unsigned coming up too. Oh, mystical. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. He got an unsigned. The reason why I end up listening to him because I was he had an interview with Black Vlad and he was actually talking about. when his sister got killed mm. and how he was the one who found her yeah. and mm. all of that. And it's pretty, it's pretty good. So go out there and check it out um, with Vlad TV. Um, if you rock with Vlad, I just like his interviews. They be good, even though mm. slick the feds. Somewhat. Yeah. Even though he's not, I mean, he probably ain't, but he kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> um, from there, uh, the last thing I got, man, I got on some biggie, man. Uh, after watching the documentary, I got on some Biggie, and not only that, I got on some Bad Boy as a whole. Like, like I, I, I'll be honest, where the hell is Total? Goodness gracious, I miss Total. Like we we look at a lot of groups like In Vogue, Destiny yeah. Child, TLC, but where the hell is Total at? Because <laughs> they had some jams, um, at least until uh, I forgot who was dissing. I think it was Pac and. Say something about them, but yeah, never mind. I wasn't big, I can't remember. But nevertheless, um, man, I got into this bad boy kick. Bad boy had them records, man. They really yeah, had really a did. run. They definitely had a run. <laughs> really, really did. Um, but other than that, man, that rounds out my week. Let's see. Okay, not that much. Dang. Yeah. You thought I wasn't it was bad. No, not not a whole lot. No, it's Tell me what you got, what you got for man, us. What was so in your speakers this week? Let me go back into my uh I this here recently played. So the first thing, first thing I uh was checking out this this past week was the little Migo King of the Trap. 
Uh, thanks to Steve. I never would have listened to him if it wasn't for Steve because, uh, yeah, I kind of overlooked it. But no, he's super dope uh, and everything. I saw what you was talking about, Steve, when you was like Rich the Kid and a Black Youngster on some of the songs didn't sound like right. So I was like, ah, I see where you was, see where you was going with that. Um, but it's dope though. I like it. King of the Trap. Um, Travis Porter came out with a song called Stretch. It was okay. I still oh, like Travis, Travis Porter's. Porter. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I listened Man. to it. I was like, what they doing? You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's still the same ones. That. Yeah. It's still the same ones. <laughs> so, um, but it's not like their old stuff. So, you know, uh, man. I remember they, uh, uh, my homeboy brought in the MTSU for a show. Yeah. And we was on stage with them. And this is the craziest thing. And I felt weird about it, but I didn't care at the time. I still don't care, but it was, if you're looking at it, it was weird, but uh, I, f- I can't remember which one's name. What's their names? Quiz. Man. Uh, I don't know their names. Shoot, I just remember Quiz. <laughs> uh, but the the short, light-skinned one. Uh, well, not short, light-skinned one. It's not both short. Like, <laughs> Whatever. One of them got a, one of them got a Tupac tattoo on their back. And mm. it is like, it's hard. Like it's it's a, it's hard, and you know they were doing the show, and you know you take your shirt off. It was hot as hell in there for one. Yeah. And I was back there behind the DJ booth, and we were just chilling. And I just happened to see, and I was like, I <laughs> I was loud as hell, and just so happened the music stopped. I was like, damn, that two by tattoo hard. And picture me looking at someone's back and the two, <laughs> yeah. a man's back and the two by tattoo. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that was weird. And then, like, I think some of his, uh, some of the entourage looked up and was like, yeah, that motherfucker all. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I ain't feel so weird anymore. <laughs> I was you was like that. Yeah. It made me, I was like, man. But it was, it was, it was dope. It was dope. Definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny, man. That's way too funny. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, Travis Porter, uh, Tokyo Jets. I take that out. Cancel culture. It was okay. Um, like Steve said, it had a few songs on there that's that's you know you need to check out. But um, she's kind of harder on some songs, but mm-hmm. still solid. You know, solid uh, release. Benny the Butcher, the plugs I met too. This was probably like the best release this whole week for me. Um, and Harry Fraud. Like, can we not talk about Harry Fraud? Like, he's been working. Like, he's been working. Harry Fraud. That nigga been hard. Like, man, he he got this one. He got uh one with Jim Jones, Currency. It's another one I, I'm missing. I can't remember what it was. But, like, Shit. dude's been working, man. He might have been on that smoke dizzy tape. Let me check. Might, might have. I think it was. It's, some, it's something yeah. else, though, he was on. Um, man, he been on a lot, man. Yeah, uh, him and uh, whoa, did him and did him and uh, Freddie Gibbs have something? Oh, that was I don't just, think so. I don't was, think that has happened yet. That's a wish list type thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get that. Yeah. Yeah. Fraud and Freddie Gibbs. Ooh, gangsta Gibbs. La Musica. Harry <laughs> Fraud. <laughs> uh, what else? Is it? John Baptiste. Um, we are. Mm. He came out with something, bro. Dude, like I, I've been wanting to listen to him um, for a very long time. I just never took the time out to listen to him. 
this album We Are is nice. Like he puts me in a mindset of Andre 3000. Um, throughout the whole time I was listening to, it, I was like, 3000 could have been on this. 3000 could have made this song. This could have been 3000. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but no, he's a great artist. I don't want to take anything from um, John B- Batiste. It might mm-hmm. be Batiste. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, like super dope. If you haven't heard that, man, go check it out. And it's, uh, it's smooth too. He got live instruments. You can hear those and, you know, singing and everything like that. Um, the next thing I, <laughs> I started listening to was title has a playlist called Spring Break Freak Nick Classics. Um, oh. I'm going to just name a few songs <laughs> off of this. Off of this. Donkey Butt. Uh, the Dip. Hey. I know y'all remember that. Yeah. Dip, um, it, Dip. Let's see. Nice and Slow is on there. So so deaf quad. That was a new one mm. that I hadn't like didn't remember. Um that's right. You remember that? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, I remember all them summer songs, boy. Bankhead wow. bounce. Uh <laughs> I was like, damn, it got a I wanna rock, doodle brown. Hey. Then, I always uh, wonder where they got that from. I don't know, bro. And then I went to another playlist, Spring Break play, uh, playlist for Atlanta. And just to name a few, um, Wasted was on there, Kryptonite, Bands mm-hmm. Make Her Dance, uh, March Madness made me, uh, I was like, oh, shit. I forgot about March Madness with Future. Um, <laughs> Show the link. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Back, back that ass up. Uh, <laughs> I was in this whole shoulder leaning last week. <laughs> I don't know how to damn though. Man, hey. I seen a post and it was like a polo shirt and some uh some uh cargo shorts and the little Air Force Ones with like the Easter print on it. Yeah. And it was like mm-hmm. this the uh the young girl outfit. And I was like, nigga, he had this whole on in the shoulder lean video. Yeah. Like yeah. he was in the car. Talking about yeah. how he don't he don't know how to dance though. I don't know, don't know how to dance though. Man, we had a crazy party up at the White Folks Greek house yeah. uh, at MTSU. Yeah. And like I don't know what these big things were they had in there. And I don't know how the room was like so big, but I was standing on top of this big block playing shoulder lean, like <laughs> directing the directing the crowd. As I shoulder lean, they went with me. And it was it was amazing. And ain't nothing like yeah. it. <laughs> ain't nothing like it, man. Ain't nothing like it. Some, <laughs> some people don't know, bro. There's a lot of uninitiated people who don't know how fun yeah. it is to jump on top of some shit and direct the crowd through a dance. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, uh, that's too funny, man. Um, then I moved on to Goody Mob, a few songs from Goody Mob, Beautiful Skin, Cell Therapy, uh, Good Nigga, um, CeeLo Green's My Kind of People, um, Basshead Jazz. Like I realized I had never listened to CeeLo Green's albums, like any of them. Wow. Just to, you know, the singles came out to listen yeah. to those, but it had never just <laughs> Indulged in the albums. Um, what else? <laughs> Liberation. You know, Sauce ass nigga too though. Who? Uh, mm-hmm. CeeLo? Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> CeeLo is 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 something else. 
Um, Hitman Sammy Sam. Um, knuckle up. <laughs> I hadn't heard that in so long, bro. <laughs> so long. Um, Trial Time, The Last Mr. Big. This was a playlist I made, though. And uh, mm-hmm. Young Blood, Shake Em Off. Um, and then A-Ball and MDG went to their album, um, Coming Out Hard. Like, I don't know what it is about A-Ball and MJG, bro. Like, they dope. <laughs> they dope. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, it seemed like I got a lot. I feel like I have a lot. Um, yeah. But then Rayqu- uh, Rayquan, look, look at me, tripping. Rayquan <laughs> versus Ghostface Killer. The um, Like, they put a playlist together for the songs they did during the verses. Um, that verses was nice, bro. Um, and then... Mm-hmm. I closed it out with Biggie because of the, uh, you know, the documentary or whatnot. But mm-hmm. have a big love for Biggie too, man. So, yeah. So that's my week, man. Real busy week. Got a lot of music to listen to. Yeah. Felt pretty good about it. Um, Y'all traded places this week. We did. It felt like it, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it definitely did. Hell like I was like, it, man. man, you're still going. All right. Right, right, right. <laughs> I got some more. I got some more. <laughs> nah, what right. I I, wrong with that. I was really uh like what got me there was uh 85 South Show had uh Goody Mob, the whole Goody Mob on the on the uh on the uh show or whatnot. So I checked them out. That's what got me to Goody Mob. And then from there I just started like MJG, A Ball MJG. Um, from um the spring break playlist, I started listening to a lot of other stuff, going into it and stuff like that. So I was just kind of like everywhere this week, man. With music. man, a musical adventure, man. They mm-hmm. and bro, it, it'd be so fun. Like when you realize, like you haven't listened, like like with you, Greg, uh, with the Ice Cube album, you mm-hmm. realize, like you ain't never listened to this whole album. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> a few years ago, bro, it took like I think in 2015, I was like, when's the last time I bought a, a CD, bought a CD? And then I was trying to figure out what CD would I buy. And I realized I had never heard the Chronic album. <laughs> so I found the CD and bought it. Yeah, Which, these just be classic yeah. ass albums out here that you've heard songs from right. a million times in your right. life. It's like, nigga, I ain't never really listened to this album, though. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Absolutely. That's, uh, yeah, so that rounds out the week, man. Um, so one thing I want to bring up before anything, um, last week, somebody down here went to a spa mm-hmm. and uh, sh- killed, I think it was six Asian women. Um, we must stop this hatred that we have in this country um, and stuff like that. I just kind of want to put that out there um, because that's it, it, it's, it's terrible. You know, he tried to blame it on the sex edition, man. That's not, um, yeah. I just don't agree with it, you know. Um, but to kind of lighten things up a little bit, I just wanted to mention that because I, you know, we have this platform for things like that. So um, yeah. where you see a wrong, you must say something. So that's me saying something about that. Oh, um, what I did want to bring up though, 
was something, and I can't remember what it was. Damn, no doubt. I know it. What I did want to bring up was I did want to. I'm gonna remember that. Don't Steve, remember. Did you have something, Steve? <laughs> Maybe it'll come back to you. Uh, <laughs> Steve, just go, um, man. So you, you, you my goodness. Uh, so yeah, I, I got I got some nice amount. Uh, one thing I want to say is. Uh, I agree with you too on the whole Asian thing. Uh, that's a whole crazy thing. And I got some, I got some Asian friends for sure. So I stand with them. Y'all, man, y'all cut that mess out for real. Um, but hopping into some more news, uh, surfer Catherine Diaz, she was out training. She's a, uh, world-class surfer. She was practicing for the Olympics, training for the Olympics. And she was out, um, training and she was struck by lightning in El Salvador. And she was killed. So um, that's actually pretty new. So, man, I thought some prayers go out to her family. That's tough. That's Mm -hmm. real tough. Um, From there, you know, earlier in the show, we was talking about vaccines. So for anyone that's got your vaccination, Krispy Kreme is offering free donuts all year to everyone who shows vaccination cards. You like Krispy Kreme. Man, that like gonna be long, man. Especially is long. I like Dunkin' a little more, but do you? Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, <laughs> but goodness gracious, that line's gonna be long. So for all y'all Krispy Kreme folks that love Krispy Kreme, whew, you're gonna be in line for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Krispy Kreme though. Um, from there, yo. Let's give Cardi B her props, man. Up hits number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Becomes her fifth chart-topping song. Yo, Cardi's a problem, period. Hey, can we talk about one thing with with her? What? She had a a beef going on this past week with uh, Candace Owen. Is that her name? Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, what about? Like, they was going back and forth about how Up was a terrible song like how it how it's like not like I'm paraphrasing here but how it's it's like the age old argument not up but but WAP from her Grammy performance Um, the age old uh, discussion about that that song and it was brought to my attention today Me me and Artiga was talking about it we was like like all these other songs that men make, you know, talking about women, talking about they, they penis, vagina, penis, vagina, 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 penis, and vagina. Booty hole mixed in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And all well, this stuff is, big. all this is from, from men, you know what I'm saying? Like men are saying this and nobody is in an uproar. But she says it and everybody's like, Losing their shit over it. And I'm like, why are you losing your shit over it? And she made a bumping ass song mm-hmm. about the same shit that men are talking about. Like, let's not be, let's not do that. Let's respect the art. Let's allow her her moment because it's her moment. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they try to say she's being, uh, she's political and stuff like this. No, she has an opinion. Just like we do, just like everybody else. She has an opinion and a platform to say, this is what I think. Like, what's wrong with that? 
You know, it, it, like that shit, like, bruh, they need to leave Cardi alone. I think she's a gem to the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my take on that, man. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Tommy. I think it's some bullshit to try to call her out on it. I think I think what's in, what's happening is the, the the cognitive dissonance of people not wanting to believe that that's where society is. <laughs> it's yeah. like we can have a number one song called "Wet Ass Pussy." Like, I think that's what it is. It's like yeah. people don't want to believe that we have that that's where we are. But I also like outside of the realm of music, I was sitting there watching Snowfall with Allison and I was like, bro, I remember when niggas couldn't say nothing on TV. Right. Now, yeah. now, now FX is like HBO, bro. Right, like, right. You say what it's, you want. They to. saying fuck every other word, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I remember when they first started being able to say shit on TV because it was mm-hmm, a fucking mm-hmm. uh, South Park episode, unbleep shit. <laughs> and I was like, bro, this is crazy. And then I remember when they started saying nigga on the boondocks and uh, Dave Chappelle show. And I was like, damn, this shit crazy. Mm-hmm. Now you can say whatever you want. You can say, fuck you, nigga. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like in the same sentence. <laughs> and it's nothing. Don't nobody bat an eye. It's just yeah, nah. people have accepted that that's how people talk. Yeah, it's it's no longer like people trying to censor it and try to like make it palatable for a family audience or any of that kind of stuff. It's just like it's how people talk, bro. Sorry, yeah. like, and I think that's what's going on with WAP. It's just like, bro, that's how people be talking, boo. Like, yeah. <laughs> what you expect? <laughs> uh, it just reminds me of Lil Kim when she came out and she was going hard like that, and Bruh. it was such a shock, you know. Uh, so I feel like I'm not saying Cardi is the next, you know, is Lil Kim, but I'm just saying you can see that what Cardi is doing is of shock value, mm-hmm. and you know, that's just kind of it's just stuff coming around again. But uh, but it's fine. I like that everybody has their opinion. Um, you know, I, hey, I Cardi is free to like speak and do what she want, and yeah. Candace Owens can, you know, I I can't say you know. You you know you're wrong for speaking on it, which you, at the same time is and, and say that you know saying you shouldn't when I say that all right Carter has a platform and freedom of speech when you know Candace Owens also has too so uh, it's fine with the debate just you know I, I don't think it's that warranted let her be her let her be great uh, hey I value both opinions on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it just reminded me of Kim when she came out and it was just so shocking. And, you know, I think that's where we at. And really, you know, it's a dose of, dose of truth for everyone, yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of people in Miami right now was mm-hmm. you know, busting it open. Oh, bro, did you see the did you? Yes, Miami like is under a state of emergency, bro. Yes, I, I would be too. <laughs> bro, you see the Danger, bitch out there, bro. standing room only, bro. It's ridiculous. What I saw, what I saw, was a video where some people had shut down traffic to twerk in the street, and uh, and then a nigga come running by, getting chased by these restaurant 
Uh, because he had just got tried to run out on the bill and they caught this nigga and, and like the person videoing was trying to catch the twerking and ended up just happening to catch the chase and, and diverted the attention from the twerking to the chase because it was just more exciting. Was just there. Yeah. I was like, y'all wilding down there. Man, yeah. They going crazy, so yeah. Uh, like I can only Absolutely. imagine. Bro. I can only imagine. And then that nigga crazy. had one on mask. No, nah, nah, like, nah. Y'all yeah. know the most. I was like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm just curious to see what the numbers gonna look like after, after you know. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. So sad. So sad. Yeah. Yo. Um, um. <laughs> turkey video. <laughs> to a um, chase. <laughs> that, that's ridiculous. Uh, man, I got another story, but I ain't gonna bring it up. Right. Um, <laughs> just right now, for the sake of time. Uh, um, shout out to Jim Jones, man. Uh, Jim Jones was recently on the Breakfast Club, and um, what he was talking about, uh, and also you can read this article on Complex, Jim Jones wants to teach indie artists how to monetize their masters. So, uh, salute Jim. Jim is, um, you know, Jim is probably one of the most underrated individuals in the game that is actually out there helping artists yeah. and continuing to thrive thrive as well. So man, y'all go um man, go check out that article looking at what he got going on and yeah, man. Shout out to Jimmy. Um shout out to Jim Jones, man. Absolutely. Uh, I'm one of them people that criminally underrates Jim Jones. Um <laughs> I don't really listen to his music, but I have a lot of respect for him as an artist as far as what he does. Um, with like his independence and shit, like he's been working and doing that kind of stuff for a long time. I was, yeah. I really got interested in how he was moving back when uh Dame Dash was doing DD one seven two in New mm-hmm. York and shit. And um, when that happened, and I kind of saw the artists that kind of gravitated towards that like grassroots artist movement that was going on, I paid attention to them niggas. And it's it's different, right? Them folks they move different. <laughs> and so yeah, shout yeah. out to Jim Jones. Absolutely. Yes, um the last thing on the docket for the news, I wanted to bring this one up because I was listening, I was looking at Drink Champs last night or early this morning. And yo, this was like the Philly edition. So there was DJ Drama, there was Cassidy, and then there was uh Michael Blackson. And it's pretty cool kind of seeing uh, how they all came up and their perspective on feeling and things like that. But <laughs> Nori uh, pretty much dropped a bomb in the room when he asked DJ Khaled, I meant Khaled, sorry, drum, when he asked DJ Drum about uh, the whole issue he had with Drake. And he, was, he pretty much asked him, <laughs> Drake, you know, the, the rumor of Drake sleeping with DJ Drum's girl. And uh, he actually cleared that up because, you know, they were saying that that what what led to the beef between him and Meek, but uh, he actually cleared that up as well. He was saying him and the girl had since been uh, broken up by that time, and actually Drake knew the girl beforehand, and yeah, they did have whatever. So really, it wasn't what people thought it was, but it was interesting. And you know how Nori is when he brings stuff up. Yeah. Um, from there, you know, folks thought that the whole beef between uh, Meek and Drake came from that, but really it didn't. It was really off of an accident. They was at Drama's studio and Drum really wasn't intending to, you know, share the infamous, uh, the infamous track 
uh, Quentin Miller, the reference track, and he was trying to show Meek something, and somehow Meek ended up hearing it, and from there you get the infamous Meek and Drake beef. So <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, Drone was pretty candid, and it's an interesting one. I say check that out. Check out that Drink Champs, um, as well as Cassidy actually breaking down how he ended up with the murder charge. Yeah. That was uh, the whole situation that he had. Check that out as well. And also, man, anytime you got Michael Blackson in the building, it's going to be hilarious. So mm-hmm. check out that Drink Champs if y'all get a chance. I think it's been out for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's all I got. That's, that's I really have it. one more. It came to me in a dream. Know, see? Um, the verses. Uh, this next one that's coming up. Mm-hmm. I think it's Earth, Wind, and Fire, and uh, the yeah. Isley Brothers. Yeah, uh, April fourth. That's did we be say fire. that one? I don't know if we said that one, but we said I know we said something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna be fire. Yeah, um, this, this last one I'll definitely be tuned into. Yeah, oh for sure, <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, um, be. this last one that uh, Raekwon and uh, Ghostface. Bro, I am not a fan of Wu Tang at all. Like, at all. Didn't listen to that music. Tried it out. wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Listening to this this last verses, man. I don't want to say I'm a diehard fan, but I definitely want to check out their stuff because it's it's the storytelling for me. You know, like sitting there listening to what they're saying, getting past the beat. That was my biggest block was the beat. Mm-hmm. And then even on some of them was, oh, okay, I like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's different from the South and the North, you know, with their with their beats and what's hot and what's not um, from the South and the North. But just listening to the story that they was telling and how they was telling it and how vivid it was and how I could picture it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I love that. You know what I'm saying? I love when an artist can like really in through their lyrics paint a a perfect picture, you mm-hmm. know, and and they were doing it. Um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say about the verses. I think it was good. It was it was definitely the conversations that they were having um, is is what you want. And by now they like they like you can tell they watch the verses. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like you could tell they was like, yeah, man, yeah, you know. So I think they did a wardrobe change. I watched the first hour and then after that I think I, I had some other stuff I needed to do. Um mm-hmm. but I you know seeing pictures and stuff like that. They changed clothes, took breaks, people came. I think uh uh Rizzo yeah, came a lot of folks uh, came. Rizzo popped up, inspected the deck yeah. um, and a couple of others from the Wu. Man, it, it was an amazing night and seeing them to do some like iconic records and, you know, it, it was amazing. I didn't get to see it live. Yeah. Uh, Tommy T actually called me and was like, dude, yeah. I had to call you because a text <laughs> like, wouldn't justify this. <laughs> it was like, am I missing something? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like, see, I, t- I told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's. I think we had this conversation, kind of changing your mindset on yeah. how to listen to the um, music from up north. Yeah. And once you get past that, you kind of realize they got some fire. Uh, I mean, I think it was a great night, man. It was some incredible, like hearing a lot of those tracks that I ain't heard in a long time, and then seeing them too, uh, Raekwon and Ghostface Killer 
two of the best, two of the uh, greatest that would do it, actually. And just kind of seeing how they put all that together. Uh, yeah, they did have a wardrobe change. Hey, Ghostface Killer got me one to go get me some old Wallabies. Look, I got a pair of Clarks, Wallabies, you know, the Clarks version of the Wallabies that made me want to, but he had on some red ones. I was like, man. <laughs> It's like, all right, <laughs> give me some wallabies and a Gucci sweater. I'm a Gucci sweater. Yeah, <laughs> uh, hey, I'm back. Uh, but just kind of seeing their interaction, seeing them do their thing. It's kind of weird because, like, I was looking forward for Apple Music. So I guess this was the first one that came on the Thriller. Thriller. Oh, thriller. Oh, thriller. I think thriller. It's thriller. thriller. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I had to find it on YouTube. Uh, so that was cool. But yeah, I think, man, it actually, it, Believe it or not, it felt like the same old verses. Um, and it was cool. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. I, it. It does my heart some joy to hear Tommy T saying that he had to listen to something a little differently. So yeah. I appreciate it. It does do, do me some joy. There. <laughs> but I think something cool to bring up is like, um, <clears throat> I know you have an affinity for Outkast. Yeah. And like when you go back and listen to them old Outkast albums, you'll hear Raekwon pop up. Yeah. Like just in a fucking skit, they just right. talking. They just sitting there talking about, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, Shylin, this, that, and the other. Right, and here right, come right. big boy talking his shit. And it's like them niggas connected on that that mm-hmm. kind of level. Like yeah. both of them are doing the same thing, just in two different places. Right. I think right. just like we have to get past like the beats and stuff. I think they have stuff they have to get past to uh, to listen to our shit and appreciate it the same way. And I think they probably came to that same kind of conclusion that you did, where it's like. Damn, these niggas really talking about something though. They really yeah. like telling stories about what's going on. And I can relate to some of the shit that they're saying. Yeah. And I think that's where you get those skits and stuff on them outcast albums where they sitting there talking because they probably done chopped it up and be like, nigga, I heard how you was doing this, I heard how you was doing that. And they end up connecting dots and they be like, damn, like yeah. nigga, we doing the same shit. <laughs> like right. still. Yeah, like, right. It's right. crazy. That's crazy, man. <laughs> No, nah, like, uh, bro, I'm gonna be totally honest, man. With this podcast, man, has really opened my eyes to figuring out different ways to listen to music and mm-hmm. wanting to. Because I remember when we first started, it was kind of started because I I had hit a wall. I couldn't find anything new to get into. I couldn't find the inspiration to want to listen to new music and stuff like that. So we just talked about what we um liked, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, no, nah, definitely this podcast has helped as far as like getting getting through that wall and, and actually being able to go back and, and be mature enough to say, well, let me hear what they're saying. Let me listen mm-hmm. to like, why are they so popular? Why did people like them and stuff like that? So, yeah, it just be so hard to like appreciate like that. Because think about like the way we listen to music down here. Like mm-hmm. We listen to the music in the car. Yep. Loud as fuck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Booming down the streets Booming. and shit. And it's Booming. like when you try to imagine that with the, the up north music sometimes, yeah. it just be like, how in the hell right. is anybody bumping <laughs> this shit? Right. <laughs> this don't even work in my toils, nigga. Like, yeah. no, this don't even work the same way. Hey, I'm yeah. bumping this shit. Right, right. It's, it's different, bro. It's like they wouldn't consuming it the same way. Yeah. It's a different kind of consumption that's being had right. where they at. And that's why they appreciate it there that way. 
And we here, we appreciate our shit the way we do because we got them cars and shit. Yeah. They ain't got them cars and shit. Niggas ain't driving in New York all the time. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they in the fucking taxi or some shit like that. So they like, nah, bro, I ain't never cranked no system up like that. I yeah. might have had a boom box or a system at the house, but nigga ain't got no shit in my car. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, until somebody got, you know, like the the Beamers and and the Audis and stuff mm-hmm. like that was was big up there. So when somebody did, it was it wasn't many folks who had spent the block with them. So now nah, you you spot on with that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it warms my heart too, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, while we're still on topic of verses, man, um, some that's coming up. We already mentioned the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire, but also, man, they announced Redman versus Method Man, yeah. April twentieth. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I'm gonna enjoy that. That's yeah. gonna be four twenty, bro. Four twenty, bro. Goodness gracious, <laughs> that's gonna be amazing uh, <laughs> and perfectly placed. Right. Um, the rest of them are kind of blurred out, so I, I guess they ain't got folks for them yet. Are they not ready to announce them? Are they yeah. just to mm-hmm. be determined? But they do have uh one coming up May eighth. They have a Mother's Day special coming up on May 9th. and then mm-hmm. they have a rematch coming up on Memorial mm-hmm. Day weekend, which I'm very intrigued to see. Okay, who in the world is the rematch? And Jesus, then. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> no. I think that's a one and Gucci, Ross or, or two chain. It's gonna be a rapper. It's definitely a rapper. So? Yeah. Hmm. Who you feel like who, who was who it, feel like they was it might not be. It might be someone who has some uh technical difficulties that they might um Ah, yeah. Number, I forgot uh, about what's his name, Teddy Riley. But, Teddy uh, Riley, the most yeah. famous technical. Who, who's he going against? Babyface. Babyface. Yeah. yeah. And then remember Nelly had uh, mm-hmm. Nelly and, yeah. Yeah. I said a rapper. Nelly and that might be it, actually. <laughs> it could be that one. One of those two. So but do they have enough music to? Luda should. I just seen a graphic the other day because they were talking about that Cardi B getting her five number ones, and it's mm-hmm. like only four people who've done it. It's her, Drake. Eminem and Ludacris. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there's gonna be a ladies' night, which I wanna see that one. Man, they got uh, that was to be determined. Night, so uh, it's gonna like, uh, look Missy like they, just they, need they to uh, do a versus herself. <laughs> Missy. Missy, oh, Missy need a versus. I ain't gonna lie, you you mentioned ladies' night, then Missy gotta be in the building. building. It's gotta be, nigga. She's yeah. singing be. the damn hook. Right, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to be. Period. So, now, nah, man, that's gonna be some fun stuff. I, I hope they keep it up. I like they see they bringing in some themes, making it a little more interesting. But, uh, but yeah, man, can't wait to see. Can't wait to see. Uh, but yeah, shouts to uh, Ghostface, shouts to Raekwon. Uh, go back and listen to my albums, man. Enjoy them. See if you get that. You know, if you if you like Tommy T, then yeah. go back check them out. So you can yeah. get your first experience with them. If you're someone like me and G, man, just go back and feel the feeling. You know, <laughs> it's, it's been a minute since I just threw him some Wu Tang. Wu Tang yeah. Clan ain't nothing to f- with. Yeah, protect your neck. All of that. Yeah, yes. all of that. Cream is the only <laughs> one that I was like, that's one. That's why I like that joint. Mm-hmm. Hey, but cream was hard. Cream man. is tough. Yeah, cream is tough. Yeah. I, yeah. that. I rapped over that beat once. Did you? <laughs> Yeah. I need, oh, I need a beat man, man so I can rap. We need more, we need more, <laughs> more G freestyles. 
We need to do a freestyle <laughs> Friday one time. Hey. One time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can get uh man. Man, yeah, we can we figure it out. Hill on a versus. Oh man. <laughs> Who she go against, man? Anyway, I don't know. Let's move on. We're gonna get stuck here. We're gonna get stuck right there. We're gonna get stuck here. Netflix um did a documentary on Biggie Smalls. The name of the documentary is Biggie. I got a story to tell. Um, it Mm -hmm. came out at the beginning of March. Um, it's like an hour and thirty-seven minutes of basically. I'm gonna give you the over overview of it, and then we can talk about talk about the documentary itself. Um, basically, it's going through Biggie's life from when he started to when you know he was ultimately murdered um, through the lenses of his friends, you know. And we heard some of the stories, but it's a lot of stories that we never heard of. We've never seen some of the the people that he actually grew up with. Um, his mom, his grandmother is in the documentary. His mm-hmm. uncle is in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see a picture. You see videos of his daughter and his son when they were kids. His son is a picture of his son is actually um, in the documentary or a video of his son with his uncle is in the documentary. And I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, what's uh, what's your thoughts on it, man? Like what initially. Uh, you know, when, we, when it first came out, I was telling you guys about it. And I was like, man, this is super dope. Um, and and it was enjoyable. You know, it was a good documentary. What was y'all thoughts on it when you watched it? Go ahead, Steve. Okay, cool. Um, my first thoughts, I got two different ones. Because uh, the initial first thought was, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, because I thought that I knew enough about Biggie. Uh, when I saw it, I was like, oh, Another documentary? Like, what else could you tell us? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of felt like, gee, I didn't have a plan. I didn't plan to look at it. Um, and then when you came forth and said, man, it's dope. And I just kept seeing it there. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? Let's say this. I'm going to watch it because I want to see just how dope it is. Because if, if it wasn't, then you would probably like, it's the same, you know, normal yeah. story. Yeah. But, but obviously it was something different to it. Um, so now my second initial when I actually watched it, um, I'll be honest, man, the first thing I felt was just sad. I was just sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause when you look at this and this is just the overall, cause when you look at it, you're just like, dang, big really was like just trying to live. He just seemed mm-hmm. like a big fun dude that went through a lot and then wanted, you know what I'm saying? Was trying to just, live and then you know what I'm saying he ends up dying even with the beef with Pac you're just kind of like oh wow uh, you're just kind of like man he was just forced into something that he didn't want to be in he was just trying to enjoy his life Yeah, he had done all the street stuff he was just like he just trying to enjoy his life take care of his people and just to see that you know what I'm saying for one at the age of 24 like when you hear that so many times, you're like, dang, 24, what was I doing at 24? And the fact that he lost his life at 24 was, it, it was just sad because like, not only was he gone and you got to hear the clips of him talking and they did a great job of lining that up. Yeah. But everyone except for Pac 
and Ole, uh, who were the only two, who were the other two that was featured in the uh, documentary, Ole, which was being one of his best friends from the block. And then Pac, of course, um, you know, he passed as well. Other than that, everyone else is still alive. Mm-hmm. And you kind of look at it like, dog, he could have still been here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy, yeah. just easy. Just could have still been here. Uh, him and Pop, matter of fact. But just looking at like everyone's still here but him. And yeah, I was just like, man, that's, that's sad. Uh, sheesh. Yeah. But um, on the bright side, I got to learn a lot of other stuff that we don't normally hear about. Like, I, I never knew who Oli was. Uh, I don't think they talked about him much yeah. um, at all. And, uh, you know, other folks, like his, like you said, his uncle from Jamaica, his grandmother, like, mm. big, really, like, if you go back to, like, you now kind of looking at it like big was really groomed for this music stuff mm-hmm. um like he was really like his uh his uncle and you know what I'm saying was incredible uh dave wallace is his name and he was you know what I'm saying he was credible over in jamaica in the in the club scene uh also the man who i'm trying to look for his name uh, cuz i briefly forgot it um they played the sax. donald harris donald harrison which was the, yeah, the one that played the instrument, the jazz player. Like, he hung her, you know what I'm saying? He would have him around and kind of teach him about music too. So, it is, it's crazy to see how all the channels that he went through. And like, he was like, he was really born and bred for it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Built up to do this. And uh, yeah, it sucks that his, his, his life was cut short for real. Yeah. But yeah, that's my first take. And I know that was a little winded. <laughs> but yeah, that was my first take. <laughs> G, what you got? Man, just like you said, my, my first thoughts were definitely like, bro, I don't have any intention at all of, of watching it. Just because it's like, bro, it's, it's another documentary. And I'm just kind of burnt out on documentaries and stories about Tupac and Biggie in general. It's just like, really, it's been a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the the E True Hollywood stories and all that extra shit. It's like, bro, we we good, bro. <laughs> like y'all doing too much. Um, and so like to hear y'all say like it's definitely worth it to to check it out is definitely playing a factor because I still ain't seen the shit because I still was like, bro, eh. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, but um. But it's it's good to hear that it's definitely giving some insight as far as family is concerned. Um, like you said, kind of showing how he was groomed to do music um, over time. Because that's something that I always wonder is just like, because rap is such a, a, a different type of music because it's so word-based and not necessarily as, as melody-driven as everything else is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you think you deal with like tempos and rhythms and things like that rather than melodies and notes. It's always interesting to see where people get that neck for like that kind of flow. Mm-hmm. Cause like Biggie is very, um, he's like known for the flow. Like everybody say Biggie got like a, a, a masterful flow and it's like, how, where do you get this from? Yeah. Where do you just know how to say words on stuff like on music? Like where you just know how to be like uh what 
I can't even think of a, a line right now. Smoking line, optimals, money holes and clothes, all the brother knows. Like, what makes you say it like that? And when yeah. you say stuff like he's, he's got family members who play jazz and shit, it's like, they do shit like that with their instruments. They do stuff like that. Like, you're going you gonna to pick up on that shit and it just become a part of you. And you'd be like, he probably amazes his goddamn self yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Or he probably was just saying stuff and like, I don't know why I said it like that. It just seemed like it was yeah. supposed to be said like that. Mm-hmm. That was, so. That's the craziest thing that you bring that up. Because within here, there, his neighbor, um, once again, his name is uh, Donald. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Harrison, uh, the jazz player. His neighbor, like, they broke that down. It was like, yeah, Big gets his style from this. Uh, which is kind of that jazz, but the guy's playing the drums at the same time. Big is spitting. Yeah. And it's with the, that infamous freestyle with him and Pac. And it was lining up perfectly. And I was like, at first yeah. I was like, man, he just, yeah. he probably just playing it and to it and making it sound that way. But then just kind of, kind of listen. It's like, dang, it really mm, is like right there. there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. right there. And you're like, sheesh. Wow. Yeah, he just turned his voice into an instrument, bro. Like yeah. a, a syncopated fucking instrument. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Really? The wildest thing is like the fact that his his first rap name was MC Quest. Yeah. Tells you where he was. <laughs> um, in the in in like how he was doing it, like when he first started, because um the eighties, that's when you heard a lot of MC. Mm-hmm. This MC that you know what I'm saying. So his his original rap name was MC Quest, and when they went into the studio, uh, what's that song? Do 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 do. Ah, God, what is that song? I can't. Y'all heard that song? It, it got a little melody that way. Do 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 do. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I know which yeah, one you're talking yeah. about. I don't know the name of that song, but yeah, I know that's. That's the yeah. melody of dun, it. Dun, 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 dun. And he was rapping over it. I was like, yeah. this dude, what, like 13 mm-hmm. and 14 at the time? And that could have been a hit today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. just being able to be musically inclined that much at that age to mm-hmm. say, we're going to go to the studio and, and be surrounded, be writing rhymes at that early of an age. You know what I'm saying? Like Steve said, he was groomed for it. You know, um, I just think I like the way the documentary presented him outside of the the music industry, because I think we knew Big had uh, like sold drugs. We knew that, mm-hmm. but we didn't know like what he did before that. Like growing up as a kid, like we heard what his mom said. He was a good kid. You know, he was a solid kid, but well, how did he get into selling drugs from being a good kid? You know, and and we know how he went from selling drugs to making music. We know that part, but they talked about the um, the infamous outside battle that he had. Who was he rapping against? Because you only always see mm-hmm. the one side, it's which yeah, is his. Which, but mm-hmm. the dude was coming at him. Dude was probably my size. Like when yeah. I was in high school, like he was a little guy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And and big was big, <laughs> you know, at the age of 16 and he they going back and forth. Well, it was kind of like one sided once Biggie got the mic. But 
you know, and then his homeboy in the background, like not knowing if he need to pop off or not, you know, if 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 it's finna be a fight, if he need because he all in his friend's face. And mm-hmm. brought him over here and stuff like that. It's just it was just a lot of information coming at you from a side that we didn't didn't get to see. From a from a a humble beginning side, you know, mm-hmm. and to be a fan of music is something that you would want to see. You know what I'm saying? I th- I think it was dope how um his mom talked about how uh, <laughs> she was like mad at him because she had just found out that he had crack in her house. Mm-hmm. And like she just thought it was old mashed potatoes. So she just hard mashed potatoes. So she just threw it out on these little plates. And she was like, I don't know how you can be mad at somebody that's dead, but ooh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's just nice <laughs> to hear hear those stories and kind of see his life behind the scenes, you know, because we always see, like like you said, man, you heard the Biggie story once, you heard all of them. Um, but this one gets a little bit deeper into the mindset and the grooming that he had before, you know, he got really into the music business. Um, Fucking Netflix. Bro. Yeah. Netflix <laughs> did that thing with this one, bro. Yeah. Like, it, like, my question is, or the thing that I always th- I thought of when when watching this was, why is it you had to sell drugs first? Why is that mostly the story for rappers during that time? Like they explained it like he like it wasn't a lot of jobs. People wasn't out here like really getting money except the hustlers. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's kind of like now if you look at it, a lot of our rappers today, um, I don't know if they sold drugs. Some of them I do think they sold drugs, but some of them I don't. I think they just put on a a front. It's almost like if I got out here and was like, I sold drugs, you know, the first half of my life, and then you know I got it together. I'm now I'm successful. Like no. I just think, like, why is it drugs? Why can't it be I just struggled and I start writing around about my struggles? Like, that's what that's what I started to think about the most because our top rappers all are related to drugs. Like, the ones that we're like, oh, that's the GOAT. Started out selling drugs. Started selling dope back in 1986. Bought a Cadillac and put them things on it. But man, Last Mr. Big man, I don't know if y'all know that, but that's pretty yeah. much the only album that I can um, quote. But anyway, but yeah, so uh, what's y'all thoughts on that, man? Like the the beginnings, you know, for the most part, for most rappers, men. I think you already touched it when you said they talked about how it was like lack lack of opportunities in other places, um, as far as like what market is there for you to get in as somebody who's trying to get a job provide for your family. Like if you're being forced out of all the industries, but then there's there's this one where you keep seeing this nigga making money on the street. You like, he making money though. Like I don't went to fucking McDonald's. I don't went to Burger King. I don't went to fucking cleaning place. And all them niggas was like, nah. This nigga steady got some money though. <laughs> I'm finna ask this man why he got money when everybody else claiming they ain't got nothing. 
And then when they be like, yeah, bro, I'm hustling, and they kind of show you how they making their money, you'd be like, can I help? Like, can mm-hmm. I become a part of this? And yes, you can help, because it'll help that nigga make more money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, he'd be like, sure, like, I, I'll front you this much, or like, if you got a little bit of money, and you can buy your shit up front, like, go ahead and buy this much, and you can sell that and keep the profit on that, or I'll front you this much, and keep this much of the profit, we'll split it, and then we'll go from there. And the next thing you know, you an enterprising citizen. <laughs> and you out here <laughs> with a fucking uh, black-owned business and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you out here, like, for real, making money off of your stuff and, like, being able to buy things. You may not be making a whole lot of money because everybody that sells drugs ain't no damn kingpin. Yeah. But you making more money than you was when you was knocking on niggas' doors looking for a job. So it's at least bringing something in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just to supplement fucking welfare, it's like nigga, I'll take that, <laughs> so I can go get me some shoes. Um, so I think that's what that comes that's from. Where it, that's where it comes from. Like I, I just hate it though, man. You know, like I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. It gave us, it gave us uh, notorious Big. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that part of his life gave us ready to die. Mm-hmm. You know the album. Yeah. Um, and then it, it was kind of cool how they explained ready to die. Like he was, he said himself, he didn't want to kill himself because you know, it's a, like, if you listen to ready to die, man, it's a, it's a part in there. You'd be like, big was on, like he needed some help, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And stuff like that. But they talked more so about him just like what he seen, like that's what it was about him. He's seen a lot of death. He's seen, you know, a lot of this stuff that he was rapping about. So it gave us those stories that he was rapping about. And then uh, Life After Death was more so uh, him wanting to talk about his family, him wanting to take care of his family, him wanting to be better as a human being. He was like, he said in in the documentary where he was like, um, and I'm paraphrasing, by the way, he was more so of he wasn't going to go out here and shoot like three people just to go rap about it. But he was starting mm-hmm. to rap about like the, his lifestyle at that point, you know, um, think about hypnotized. I remember when that video first came out, Man. I was like, these, these guys on the boat, <laughs> like mm-hmm. they kicking it, you know what I'm saying? Um, I ain't like the song too much, but I like the visual that they had, you know, versus, you know, they didn't, I wasn't into Biggie then, you know, but um, I just like the video so much. And it's so vivid to me now because it's like those shiny shirts and they on this boat and kicking it and women and, you know, all this stuff, man. But he talked about the transition that he was having in his life, um, him just wanting to be a provider for his, his family and stuff like that, man. I thought it was really dope. Um, how that was captured. The second thing is the importance of um, capturing moments. Like if they didn't have uh, his friend, Damien, I think was his name. If they didn't have this man um, on tour with him, that's who like his friend, Damien was who invited him to that. um, Uh, Yeah. um, Linked him up with them. If he wasn't there recording a lot of the stuff behind the scenes, we wouldn't have this uh, documentary. So it it brings up another thing 
of um, how important it is to document what you have going on. Because I was like, can it, like, what would Tupac's if Tupac had one? What would his look like? You know what I'm saying? So I got to do better at documenting my life, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Steve, what's your take, man? Yeah, I was gonna say what you think about this. I was Steve. like, bro, I can tell you about this whole thing, man, because like, <laughs> bro, that shit, like for me, bro, Greg, because you haven't watched it, please go watch that, job, man. No, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, going back to the the drug dealing part, they pretty much summed it up, and it's the same thing for like everyone. You wanted nice things, yeah, and pretty much that's how he ended up meeting Oli. And him and Oli getting so close because basically Oli told him, dude, all I do is stand here. Yeah. And Oli, if you don't know, is the son of <laughs> of the kingpin. And then you find nephew. out later, which is his, his uncle. Yeah. And then you find out later that his uncle actually killed him. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. deep and dark within that. And that's one of those changes. I don't that's what made him change. That's that's one of those big life changing things is when Oli got killed. Mm-hmm that made him, you know, what we got the first, what we got him really wanting to pursue the rap. Cause yeah. other than that, he was like, man, rap don't work out. He's going back right. to selling drugs. Um, and even looking at it, like they said that big one to be a kingpin, but we also got to remember like, let's the age that big was, he was like 16, 17. Yeah. When they started. So, I mean, but you seeing cats with nice stuff at that age, uh, so yeah, that's a Pimp C line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he said uh niggas 22 talking about they retiring. Like yeah. if I let me say if I told you cocaine numbers, you would think I'm lying. Niggas 22 talking about they retiring. Like that shit crazy. <laughs> the drug game is a young man's game. Yeah. Um if you ever think about I mean, you can get older and do it, but at that point you ain't touching nothing. You in a completely another level mm-hmm. and shit just moving. Just because you saying where it's moving, but you don't see nothing, but you the man behind the man. I mean, you the man, man. Uh, but That's yeah, all. like <laughs> looking at that, we got to think about this age. And then you seeing cats with like Oli had the car. Like what I was saying earlier, Oli was the one with the car. And when he come, he came and, and it's like, yeah. And Oli telling him, you know, all I do is stand here. They just, cause they just came. And then you get the story of big, you also get a story of big when he went to um, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Cause up in New York, they were selling, it was selling for five on the block or down in North Carolina, he was getting 20, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that part is just, you know what I'm saying? You, you gotta, not everybody in the rap game. So dope. Uh, you got some folks who, who's never touched it, who had some amazing careers. Um, who got some top, who's top level too. Uh, I like to say Mac Miller. Uh, I don't think he ever sold anything. He was just more of a, a user. Uh, not, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Um, and so on and so forth. You know, you got some cats who never, uh, J. Cole, <laughs> you know, that never even messed with it. But then you got some, they can, and the reason is it's because of the stories. Because a lot of people was around that struggle. We know what it looks like. So it makes sense. That's why Jeezy, uh, using him as an example, that's why Jeezy's story was so vivid because you was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it was just different. So, you know what I'm saying? That, that ain't really got to got to be... And we all in that struggle, man. It just is what it is, you know? 
and we try to find where to make money and, and some go that way and some don't. Uh, just like that way saying, you either going to sell, just like Big say, you either going to sell crack or rock or you're going to have a wicked jump shot. Which one? Mm-hmm. Other than that, you ain't going nowhere. It's still kind of true to this day. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you know, um, but, you know, that kind of touching on that part. But as far as, uh, as far as kind of looking at what we get from Big, uh, it's interesting to see how they broke that down as far as that first album it being so so much of a classic album, everybody bumping ready to die mm-hmm. to people. What they never told us was how much pressure Big felt because we always heard that Big was smooth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big was smooth. He was comfortable. He just, he was big, was confident, all that. Black, ugly as ever. Mm-hmm. However, I stayed coochie down to the socks. But you never heard someone say, but big was, big was really feeling that pressure. Yeah. That's the part I was like, wow. You never heard people really talk about that. And like that first album, you know, him pretty much talking about, a person on suicide watch, even though he wasn't going to actually kill himself. It's kind of how, but it is also how he felt, you know what I'm saying? Being in the situation, he just didn't care anymore. And then going on to one, the transition to speak more about, you know, uh, and, and the second, I'm really more about his frustration with the industry. Yeah, that's <laughs> how much he really didn't like it Yeah, after the first album, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's very like that's what like we didn't get that from the movie. We just got the you know big you, you know we got a little bit of growing yeah. up. We got big you know what I'm saying doing mm-hmm. the album. Then we got big dying. Where now we got like we really getting to know big and kind of the struggles that he went through from mm-hmm. having his first child to you actually seeing the reaction of Miss uh, Mrs. Wallace and man I, I say look at because when you look at her you. you Man, you see something so different. You see, like, like you know, normally we get puff, but it wasn't a lot of puff in here. No. He was there, for sure, but it wasn't, like, a lot. You got to see a lot of other things, and, you you know, seeing Big's grandmother, his, her uncle, and her mom, I mean, his mom, and just kind of seeing how they reacted to it was a total, a great switch from what we're used to seeing, which is puff, <laughs> you know? Um yeah, man, it is. I think me personally, I think this should be the last one. I don't think we need any more. I think this one was perfect. I don't think we should hear nothing else about Big unless he made like cameos in movies or whatever. I don't think we should have any other documentaries un- until, and I'm not wishing death on anybody, but until Puff dies. Because then I think we get another story. You know I, what I'm saying? I that, think they need to solve this murder, man. Um, <laughs> officially, officially. You know, like, hey, this hey. this is what happened. Uh, it's gonna be interesting because yeah, I, I, and I'm like I say, I'm not wishing death on anybody, but I think we get another another layer of big when Puff dies because after it, uh, I saw some reports. It's like it, uh, paperwork. Well, they said paperwork surfaced that Big was actually gonna leave Bad Boy. And go to Rockefeller. Oh yeah. And uh, it's on YouTube. It's a guy, a uh, former label mate, that was talking about it. And he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> like Big was feeling. Big was like, man, I'm going over here where the money's at.' And yeah. he was going to the Rock. And Dame said it before. 
four, but of course it's Dame. So you you know you think Dame is like sometime yeah. over, but yeah, like it's pretty interesting. So I can't wait to get more. But I'm not saying Puff should die anytime soon. <laughs> nah, nah, you still yeah. got a lot to give to the world, man. Yeah, but I don't want. I think that this should be the last one because it's so good and put together well that we shouldn't we shouldn't have another one until Puff die, which yeah. kind of would feature into that. And kind of see all right, yeah. what happens from here. You know, one thing I'm glad I'm happy about with this documentary is they didn't dwell on the beef between uh, Big and, and Big. Yeah, um, that's small. Yeah, it it was it was mentioned. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was like Puff was like we didn't know it was real. I found that to be interesting as well. He thought it was a gimmick. Um, yeah, they just didn't get the memo. Right, right. But um, it was a very real. Uh, well, they they didn't have a, a issue with it. They they took a lot of footage from. I didn't say a lot, but they took some footage from Big's last um, interview, like that he mm-hmm. did, and they asked him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, like I don't know where it came from, and anything like that." And they was even saying that Big was being a, a little naive with. Um, the dangers of him going to California um, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So they kind of spoke on that. Um, But I found that to be interesting as well. Like one side take it so serious, but the other side didn't. And then, you know, a lot of things could have been handled behind the scenes if they would have talked to each other. Yeah. The the simplest uh, thing of uh, like me not knowing, but me seeing what they're saying. And then never reaching out to talk to them mm-hmm. when um, they were in, indeed friends. Yeah. Well, what ended up happening was, and Big said in an interview, was like they reached out, but the story once the story yeah. got to Pac, it was completely changed. Yeah. You know the whole thing about you tell somebody one, you know, you do the thing in the circle, you tell somebody yeah. one thing in the air, and by the time you get to the last person, it's a completely different story. Yeah. And uh, that's the other thing, like. I looked at it, I was like, dang, he, like people said that he was really heartbroken behind it because he was like, dog, we ain't had nothing to do with that. We just happened yeah. to be there at the same studio that you was there when you got robbed. And just kind of seeing his demeanor, you was just kind of like, I really don't think Big had nothing to do with it. That's why I felt so sad because you like, man, he probably, he seemed like he died over nothing. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, yeah. pretty much it was, brother. Like, it's, Until he dropped Who Shot You. That track was still hard. Yeah, like, but, like I, was, you know. I don't know if it was this, no, nah, it wasn't this documentary, but it was the, uh, the, uh, I don't know what you call it, the documentary that they made on USA. <laughs> like, uh, Pac got shot, and then the next song that uh, Big released was Who Shot You. <clears throat> like, bro, if you talking about terrible timing, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It really was like um, awful time, but but it was cool that they didn't like get stuck on that. Right, they right. just kind of it was a part of the story, and that was it. Majority yeah. of it, like an hour of it, was seeing big, you know, yeah. from where he came from to where he got to. Right, and then we got like the last, probably like the last thirty minutes, maybe a little bit less twenty, something like that. It was they talked about him and Pop. And then, of course, that was after that he died. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, 
Great. Check it out. Great document. I think it's the best one that I've seen um, about this whole big, big side. I'm still interested to see um, one like that on Tupac's side. Um, you know, but they're, those two artists will forever be tied together. Um, I think we lost a gym when we lost both of them. Um, and they were so young, man. That's another thing, too. So um, for everybody that's listening, man, please remember to go out, reach out to people you may have a, a beef with and just squash it, man. It's, it's not even worth it. Um, if you haven't seen this documentary, please on, on Netflix, please go check it out, man. It's an amazing documentary. I don't know who produced it or, you know, who directed it or anything, but, um, it was directed him- by uh, Emmett, Mal- Emmett Mallow, Mally, Mallow, M-A-L-O-Y. And, uh, also it was written by, uh, Sam Sweet. Okay. Um, the name yeah. of it is again, Biggie. I got a story to tell on Netflix. Um, it gets my stamp, man. Go check it out if you haven't already. Um, with that being said, guys, thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Speaker Geekers podcast. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Speaker Geekers Podcast, as well as follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. You got Steve at the great Steve O Steve. And you got Greg at instantly underscore G. Um, yeah. So that's all I got, man. Y'all got anything? No. <laughs> I'm like, uh, all right, bet. Well, yeah. go watch that, it, man. Yeah, go watch it. Um, with that being said, man, I'm out. Peace.